I am unashamed. What about you? I had an interesting weekend. I had a first. I mean, I've been on the earth longer by the day, over 50 years. I had never been to a baby shower in my life. <laughs> you ever been to one? I think. So I my son. I don't know that I've ever been to one. He's in from Nashville. Course, I, don't, I don't do baby showers. I don't either, but I'm going to tell you what happened. And you, <laughs> If y'all want to get on me, get on me. But my son, because his wife, my daughter-in-law, is having the baby. So they're having a baby shower. Oh, great. So they're here. Well, Reed said, let's go dove hunting while they're doing the women are doing the baby shower. I was like, Well, great. now you got something oh, going on. I love man. it. He found he had a hot lead on the doves. So he's, he's like, meet me here, you know. So I'm, I'm GPS and I get over there. I pull up to this this nice house and I was like, what are all these cars doing here? There's a lot of people fixed to go on this dove hunt. There's cars everywhere. Jace, you call that female entrapment. <laughs> That's what it was. So I walk they in. Lured they lured around. you with the dove hunt. I walked in and I heard all this <laughs> screaming, just people hollering and screaming and cheering. And I was like, what? Well, I look up and then I see my wife sitting there. I thought, uh-oh, this this is the... <laughs> so Reed kind of was grinning over there like, yeah. All that, meant, all that meant was it was women who were doing the loud not talking, they right? Were, they were. So look, I watched this <laughs> so proceeding. So they were saying in women's language, we got him. <laughs> yeah, they said, welcome, you know, and Brighton was opening oh, presents, yeah. you know. So look, five minutes into this, I realized what's happened. Because to them, this was opening day of duck season. That was the comparison. Because, look, that she would open a present. They'd all hoop and holler and high-five and take pictures. And I thought, this is their version of opening day of duck season. Except that you were lured in <laughs> under false pretenses. Manhood <laughs> is, is under danger, in the danger zone, the loss of manhood. Well, I looked at Reed and I said, I thought we were going dove hunting. He's like, yeah, but I just thought, you know, you'd, you'd want to mm. see what they do. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I saw it. I've been here five minutes. Congratulations. This is awesome. Did Amazing. you have a present, you know, diapers, whatever, for the <laughs> no, baby? No. I, I, I put Missy in charge of that. <laughs> I said, what did we get her? She actually told me. So you came without a gift. Well, Missy had had two gifts, so I figured one for each of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I had a I had a similar moment, Jay. So we were down at the Southern Lair, and Dad's words, all of our growing up. I mean, one of the things he always said was, "Boys, you'll know you've lost your manhood if your butt's ever sticking up out of a flower bed." So I, I was. Do you remember saying that? I don't even know what so, that means. I was leaning over and I was pulling That's some weeds. That's too far back for me to remember. <laughs> I was, wow, I was, like, I was, I was pulling some weeds yeah. out of the thing, and those words just like flashed into my brain, and I thought, I just backed up. I was like, I don't want to lose my manhood. That's the most, I just, <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I'm if, like, I'm, if your butt's ever sticking out of a flower bed, boys, you've lost your man. It's the beginning of the end. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. So you that's weathered it. How long did you stay at the baby? Five minutes. And I said, I'm out of here. And I didn't say bye. I just left. Yeah. And so I went and got my go. gun. And now I just it made me want just to go shoot some doves. So we go out. <laughs> But it, it was interesting. I'm glad I did it because now I see – I never realized they – it was their – this is their hunting. Yeah. 
So it made me. So you, you picked up a new appreciation. Yeah, for, I mean, there's like some differences I've noticed throughout 30 years of marriage. I mean, it's like my wife, she can't catch or throw. You know, most all my buddies, if I say, hey, throw me the remote, they just toss it over. But my wife has, she doesn't have those skills. <laughs> the first time I said, throw me the remote, it went by my head at about 60 miles an hour, <laughs> bounced off the wall into five pieces. I said, what are you mad? She's like, you said throw you the remote. I was like, but she's never had She doesn't understand the toss, toss so, concept. So now we're at a point, even my kids know it. If there's ever, if she'll say, throw me something, I'm like, Everybody stops what they're doing. I mean, the dogs look up. It, it's like, you, <laughs> she, she can't catch. There's, so a, like, there's a missile coming. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, we don't do that anymore at our house. I'll, I get up, walk over, and hand it to her and say, there you go. So, anyway, there's a lot of differences. The concept of, of tossing. There's no tossing. She, yeah. she can't, and she can't catch. No. So I've injured her a couple times by just a light toss because she'll usually bumble, fumble, bounce off her left eye, hit the floor, it's torn up. So I was like, you know what, let's just don't, let's no tossing between husband and wife. So, you know, I, I learned what they do at a baby shower, so it was exciting, I guess, for them. And, I mean, I'm glad glad it's happening. So we go dove hunt. It's a pretty good little dove hunt. So were there no, other men there other than no, Reed? No, that Reed just did it as a joke. Ah, uh, he just yeah. We you. were going dove hunting, but he's like, "Come on!" He just wanted me to see what they do. I mean, he thought it was funny, <laughs> so I, he kind of pranked me. I yeah. don't want to see that. I, that. I found it educational, that, Phil. Would, I now understand it. Yeah. What would your reaction be if me and Jace lured you up into the subdivision? Into a baby shower scene. Let me tell you something. I, I can smell a woman's gathering from a ten, ten miles away. No, I, I found it interesting, and you know, it's like oh, yeah, it's, it's taking medicine, right. small doses. Right. So we go shoot the doves. No, this story is just beginning. Oh, you, I mean, so, I doubt the word is stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> I don't think I would ever try it. Although it sounds comical that it happened. I mean, that would be pretty. So. Fun. Well, so here's what happens. So she's at the baby. They made it all day ordeal. I'm out shooting doves. All day? Yeah. Because look, so when I'm driving home, she calls me and says, look, and I've been in the shower all day. And uh, so I ordered a pizza. Do you mind stopping and picking it up? I was, of course, I was thinking, I thought we were having doves. But it wasn't like I'm going to. I did it. By the way, so, was there any wine being served at the baby shower? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, if look, not, there should have been. I, I've moved on. They they were acting, you know, they were pretty excited. So I don't know. Maybe you got a point. Maybe it's. I mean, they were the literally screaming. I mean, just like you would have thought that they were watching a game and their team was winning, and it was. I mean, just, it just caught it, my attention when you said was, they were there all day. Well, I don't know that, but I, I get it now. So look, I stop in at the pizza place, and it had been like fifteen minutes since she had called. And you're like, "What's this got to do with anything?" I'm gonna explain what happened. This was a this was a moment in society. I, I have a <laughs> I have breaking news. There's a society shift, and I don't know what it means. I'm just gonna tell you what happened. So I get in a line, you know, with all you just feel it. You're embarrassed, you know. You're in line to go through a drive-thru to pick up a pizza. It's kind of embarrassing for me already. So I finally get up there, and I give them 
my name, and he's like, look, we've had a lot of people. It's going to be 20 more minutes. Do you mind waiting? I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, okay, yeah, sure. So I pull around in front, and I thought, i got to sit here for 20 minutes. I thought, i got the perfect idea. I'll clean the doves that I got <laughs> in the back of the truck. So kill two birds with one stone. So I'm in a parking lot. I lower down my tailgate. You know, feathers are flying. You know, I'm going. Well, I noticed. You ever have that feeling you're being watched? I look up and people, it's like these these yuppie type people are just with mouths open. Some of them with their phones. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's on the Internet. So then about 10 minutes into this, one of the employees comes out of Johnny's. He's like, "Uh, sir can I ask you what you're doing? I said, I'm cleaning these doves I just shot. He said, oh, well, we had had some some complaints. I said, some complaints? What? <laughs> complaint? And I said, what was the complaint? He's like, well, they said there was a suspicious-looking fella out, <laughs> out in the parking lot. Not wearing a mask, I'm sure. No, well, I'm in the parking lot. And so I thought, where have we gotten in our society that a man is cleaning doves? In a parking lot, and this is see this they is, were saying he's got a bird. He's yeah, a dead. A we dead got a bird. dead bird. <laughs> there's a guy, There's a man out there cleaning a bird <laughs> in a pizza parking lot. So I said, "Well, is that a Some problem?" Chicken got killed probably if they got the uh, pizzas. Chicken, I little pork. pork. I got seven I mean, pepperonis. I got yeah. seven I different sausage. animals. They didn't, they didn't oh. see him die and be yeah. sliced up. But the pizza I ate had seven different animals in it. I got <laughs> sweep the kitchen. It's, <laughs> it, you don't ask what's on it. It was not in it. I thought, what? 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 what is there happened? wasn't any dove on it. I can tell you that. No. So I was like, so then he came back out, and I thought, here we go again. But then he had my pizzas. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I'm trying. I'm in this I'm in this quandary. Should I eat these doves that are just clean? Or should I eat I could pizza? see how it would uh, uh, per, perk up the, the human uh, whatever. Because <laughs> when you're cleaning doves, dove is a bird that has a lot of feathers. And they're yeah. lightweight. And to try to do it in the parking lot in front of a pizza house. I've never thought about cleaning doves oh, in a parking lot. There were a lot of feathers coming out of the back end of that truck. Should I not have done that? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't have been only, in, only I wouldn't you, have been in front of a pizza hut anyway. Pizza, pizza driveway anyway. Pizza. So. No, it's a Johnny's. I, I mean, haven't ordered pizza. That I would think though, in West Monroe, 30, 40 Louisiana. Years. Where are the hunters? What happened? That's what I'm saying. Hunters? I would have thought in Western Louisiana, if a guy is cleaning birds in the back of his truck, which would be strange, but if he was, they'd say, "Oh, he just killed some doves." I will yeah. have to admit, most of the people that I saw, I can't imagine were people- female, and they were just like, and looked kind of well to do. But there was, I mean, there was a woman that had her mouth open. She was look, she looked horrified, and I was, she I, was horrified. I nodded my head like, "Evening." <laughs> I'm gonna eat these <laughs> later. <laughs> Sorry, Jace, you're having trouble with this town life. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Of course, it's funny that you said that that you were at Johnny's because since we went to Johnny's yesterday for lunch, which I never go to the place. I mean, I usually pick up pizza, but I was after church. Bud and said, "What do you you got plans for lunch?" And I was like, "Well, now Lisa's still in Alabama. I guess I don't." And they said, "Well, do you want to go eat somewhere?" Well, I really didn't. Cause I don't like going to restaurants, especially on Sundays around here. And I said, well, let's go to Johnny's. Cause I had, I had some of my grandkids 
So and for people don't know, it's kind of a local. Yeah, it's local pizza, pizza place yeah, that that went. we really like. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. really good. So I went to Giants, but I noticed there was this this kids up there working, but they're like, they don't kids don't they're kids. They're, so they're like eighteen years old. Well, do you remember when you were eighteen? I do. There you go. But I, I what like I'm like, where's the management? Because they didn't know how to wait on people. Like they just didn't know what they were doing. And you know, we got our pizza and all that. But I just I thought. It's not their fault because they haven't been trained. Al, this just in, it's hard to find good workers these days right? in our society. I don't know if it was the government giving the money or just people but do, just But, said, like, you know do what? they not get managed anymore? Like, because a kid would need to know how to how to interact with people and wait on them and make sure you get the order right. I think right. they're just, at this point, looking I mean, I'm them. basically guiding this kid through, let's get this order done. Because yeah, he's like, he doesn't know live All those out. businesses, are just, they don't pay a whole lot, and they just, they, they run out of, they, they just got people off the street, basically. Well, here they was didn't the have fun. time to train them. I mean, every fast food place you go through, except for Chick-fil-A, they don't, I mean, they don't know what they're doing. It's, well, it's you, better. It's, it's a it's hey, a crapshoot whether you're going to get what you ordered. It's better to eat at the house and take your no time doubt. No while doubt you prepare. It. What the funny part was when I get there, Missy's like, "What is this on top of the box?" <laughs> it's the feathers that were kind of stuck <laughs> to the box. Like, oh, with the me, blood on. Let there. me clean this off because when I grabbed the pizza, I hadn't had washed my hands yet. But I mean, they were in the boxes, you know. I was like, "That's a lot." So were you cleaning under the bird's hole? Were you breasting them? What was? Yeah, what? I was breasting them, but. You know, your hands get sticky, and yeah. I didn't like I had a water faucet. I didn't want to ask them, oh, yeah, can, <laughs> can I use your can, water? Can spigot? I get a water hose? Now, that would have, that would have been, then you would I have mean, included Johnny's in the process. Basically, after what it all had happened, I was thinking to myself, I need to get out of here for the law kills Because <laughs> I guarantee you, they were somebody they called were, them. They were coming. They're like, we're looking for someone that's out here just, he's <laughs> taking some birds and doing something. Most sinister. people don't clean game in front of a pizza parlor. <laughs> it was. A- I explained this, Phil. I had nothing else to do. I thought this is perfect. It's biodegradable. The feathers are. I didn't leave the carcasses there. No. <laughs> let's, let's take a break. I think it's safe to say when you have a long spiritual journey, which we've all had, that one of the valuable things that happens along the way is wise counsel. Would that be a fair statement to say? Wise counsel. Very fair. Wise yes, counsel. Fair. And it, so you know, when you're when you're struggling or you're new or you don't know, you know, it's, you have people in your life that give you that sort of counsel. We have been that person for other people as well, us and our wives. So we're big on counseling. It's very helpful and especially spiritual counseling that helps people find the eternal things that help their life. So one of our sponsors is a group called Faithful Counseling. And it's a really neat concept because everything's done online because it's not always easy to find a Christian counselor in your community. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, text, chat, phone, video. There's a lot of different ways to be able to communicate with these guys. They're very uh, professional and affordable. So we want you to check them out especially if you know someone or if you are in need of some faithful counseling. So go to faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. You're going to fill out a questionnaire. You're going to assess your needs, and they're going to match you with a counselor that you'll love. Faithfulcounseling.com. You get 10% off your first month for being one of our listeners. So check these guys out. 
right. I just find it Enough. funny. I just find it funny that most people like when they have a little bit of time on their hand, you know, they're looking at their Twitter or their Facebook or whatever. Jace is cleaning game in the back of his truck. The redneck world is separate. that is that is a bold redneck move. I have yep. to say See, I, I'm surprised by y'all's response. I thought you would say that's as logical. This is rational. It's time. It is sensitive. I, I thought it was. I can't a good argue move. with the logic. I actually cleaned the last dove when the pizzas came out. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. So you were Got saving home, time. I ate the pizza. I watched the LSU game. The doves are tucked away. Everything was fine. Did you I ever mean, eat the doves? That's what I'm I eating the doves tonight. Oh, okay, good. So, I may need to drive by then because there's nothing better to me. Oh, I killed eight. So that means come later. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you didn't even get a full limit of doves. Well, that's, well, I didn't. I mean, look, then but about 30 come in there, and we killed 20 of them. Well, that's not but I, I said, well, look, I killed the most. So I was thinking, let's pool our doves. But Reed was like, no, I'm eating these doves. I mean, he had his five or six there. Yep. I was like, hey, every man for himself, man. I've I mean, been hungry for him ever since I saw a real tree yet. Well, people I mean, have gathered just, for the for the teal fest because we have a front coming in. So I'm predicting because Jay and Cy, they headed south after today's hunt. They're going to the marsh. But we shot to two, teal hunt? Yeah, to teal hunt. And they want a redfish. But I'm like, why would you leave when the greatest day is fixing to happen? Because we, fi- we have a major front coming in. I say major. For here, when it drops 20 degrees, that's major. Yeah, especially, especially this, this time, time of year. year. I yeah. mean, this morning the the temperature was what seventy three. Well, Wednesday morning, today's Monday, it's going to be fifty three. Yep. Ooh. And so I'm telling you, and it coming. doesn't take much to move teal. They, a little bit they're of weather them. pushes them. They're so coming. Guess, so I guess what Jay said. He said you're trying to use that FOMO on me, <laughs> the fear of missing out. I was like, no, you're going to miss out. So I tried to bet him $100 that we're going to full limit in the next two days. But he wouldn't take the, he wouldn't take the he bet. He said him and Sire are going to the, to the mall. He said, I know we're going to get them down there. Well, that's true. They're, they're everywhere so, down there. So I get a I get a text last night. It was funny. And from a friend of mine in Houston, but he's he was in the Dallas airport. And he sends me a picture and says, do you know this guy? And it was Sai in the Dallas airport, but he was laid out under some chairs like sleeping. A, sleeping i've seen him do it many times <clears throat> and i said i well i got thing about it. i said i guess it's his uh, military background you know those guys military you got to catch some winks no, when you got that it's a size so that he's he's like a roller coaster he's either way up <clears throat> or way down where did he go he was coming from somewhere. I think he did an event, and uh, Phil. So I texted Phil. I sent the picture to Philip. I said, "Are you a Psy? Because people now are sending me pictures of Psy in the airport." And he's and then he sent me a picture of him from his vantage right right on top of him. So I was laying there. He's got his tea next to him, and he said, "Yeah, we're stuck here. I guess they got stuck because of weather." Oh, I've been on a plane before with Psy, and he just he slept so hard that he's snoring so loud that everybody on the plane was like, "There, there's a guy up there." <laughs> I mean, he can sleep. So he, he slept through. We were we went to Minnesota to do an event, and we were having trouble. I, I could tell we got up to that point where we should have. It was on a private jet, but we got to that point where we should have just took on off. But all of a sudden, we're not taking on off. And I was like, I'm looking, I'm watching up front. I was like, something's happening here. And the guy that owns the charter service was actually on the plane with us because this was the first time they're taking this jet out. 
And so he goes up there, and they're having a little conference, you know. While Cy, it's in flight? While we're in flight. We just took Fuel off. Pump. Mountain man, me, Sai, and Lisa. And so he, Bullock comes back there, and he was like, yeah, we got some kind of issue with the thing. I think we're going to have to divert and land in Iowa. We were coming from Minnesota. And so size well, should have got Mountain Man to work on. He's, he's that's what he does. <laughs> I don't want I don't want Mountain Man work on anything the, where my life depends on the no, result. He'd be fine as long as you you don't try to get him to do it in a hurry. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so anyway, so size sleeping through the whole thing. So we go along for a little bit, and so I thought, okay, I guess we're fixing land. And then all of a sudden, then we take on off. <clears throat> and I they go back up, I have another huddle. He comes back and said, Well, we're all good. Hey. And I was like, all right. What so Sai wakes up about an hour into the deal there, the, the 45 minutes. I said, Sai, you missed all the excitement. We thought we were going to divert to Iowa. He went, hmm. Yeah. That was it. That's I'd love to know what Mountain Man did. Mountain Man never stopped talking. He was, well, he, he was sitting shot. next to me, and, you know, I don't get to see Mountain Man a lot, so it was just he talked the entire time. That's nightmare. <laughs> oh, my all right, what are we talking about today? That was nonsensical, but it was a busy weekend. It was. Um, yeah, and I was. I just got back in town. So and I, you preached. I came and I heard preached you. yesterday. You did good. I preached uh, Matthew 3 and 4. You are now. behind from the podcast. Yeah, I know. we got to catch up on our preaching, which I'm hoping we're going to get there with the. now that we're into the Where are we mouth. at? We're in Matthew 6 is where we are. Okay. Preaching-wise, we only got just got to 5. But I found out that uh, our old pal, Mac Owen, is going to be here in a couple of weeks and preaching at WFR. Oh, They're really? having a big, like, 20-year CR. You know, we've been doing CR for 20 years now, mm-hmm. and Mac started it. So he's coming back, and <clears throat> we've hired a couple of new guys to run it. And um, so Mac's going to kind of coronate this, the situation. So he's going to be in town and preach, which will be fun. So I, I'm working on that. I'm working on – I want you to preach. And I'm just telling Dad this on the podcast. So it's kind of funny. Um when yeah. we get to Matthew 13, I want you to preach at WFR on the parable of the sower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's I think Dad would be that. really, really good on that one. So I've been kind of wanting you to get back at WFR because everybody misses you. Like, you're doing your work across the river, but everybody's like, where's Phil? Where's Phil? So we've got to get, get him in there on preaching, so I think it'll be good. So we're in Matthew 6, Jase. All right. <clears throat> we're on the Sermon on the Mount. We thought Zach was coming in. Did he ever come in, John? Nothing. Zach is, I mean. He'll be here He's <laughs> technically challenged. So we'll see if he should. Well, I had a thought about this, this Matthew 6. This might be a good lesson for you. Maybe a little cheesy. But these are actually these three things, <clears throat> giving to the needy, prayer, fasting. He uses the same term. Well, he uses two phrases over and over in each illustration. He says, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Then I think it also says the father who is unseen. Yeah, yeah verse well, four that's, that's in verse six. Yeah, yeah. So same thing. So, so, yeah. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's a verse four. Then verse six. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Then 18, 18, same thing when you fast, but uh, fast 
so only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I mean, usually when the Bible repeats itself mm -hmm. over and over, and he's using these illustrations, he's trying to make a point here. So actually, I thought about, you know, the secret agent world in our world. Mm -hmm. When you think of secret agent, you think of these, which I like movies. It's interesting about that he... That. He said, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. Yeah. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. <clears throat> what he was saying is, don't do that. Yeah. But it comes down to a They heart. weren't really praying. Right. It was just a show. They were speaking to be heard. But they also <laughs> are saying that God doesn't see what's going on in my head. Because he knows that you're just babbling, so people will say, oh, yep. boy, this guy is so talented. He can... Yep. Well, hadn't you I'm seen saying. that before? Uh, let's take another break. So, Jace, when is the last time you think that you had American meat? Yesterday. Yesterday. I caught some fish in Willie's Pond. <laughs> I guess technically that, that came out of America. Okay. <laughs> that did come out of America. Is That's, fish still meat? And, and yeah, it is. Okay, well, it's, it's it's meat or pescatarian, so it's good either way. Yeah. Chances are, though, for most people that ate some beef, uh, possibly or possibly pork, they didn't realize that eighty percent of grass-fed beef sold in the U.S. is imported from overseas. Whew. I did not realize that. So they claim it's from here, but only because they process it here. So one of our sponsors. It's a great company called GoodRanchers.com, and they're going to deliver American craft beef and better than organic chicken uh, is, is, is their claim. Hmm. So you want to check these guys out. And look, these all these are, are fed, raised, and you know prepared on American soil. So you know what you're getting. You go to GoodRanchers.com. You can buy now or you can subscribe, and then they'll send you meats you know, on a regular basis. You're going to save 20% on each box of mouth-watering meats. If you subscribe, you bring the cost down to less than $5 a meal. So it's a pretty good deal. Plus, you get an additional $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com slash Phil. Use the code Phil when you check out. That's $20 off, free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com slash Phil. Check them out. And you've seen that before, like with politicians, you'll see a guy get up and they'll go into their stump speech and their stuff's flowing out of their mouth and you're listening, but you're realizing they don't really mean anything they're saying. Yep. It's just that's the speech. That's, that's that, it. That's, that's the speech yeah. that some consultants and people have said, this is what you need to say. And that's the way it is if you're praying and you're not really speaking to God, but you're just doing it for the for the pleasure of your audience. I mean, I mean, you could memorize the Bible and be as lost as a goose. Yeah, you Here's, remember you remember Jason? We had a guy preached years ago, and he was impressive. Like he he like he knew a lot of he just quoted scripture after scripture. He was preaching, and he went for like an hour. And at, when he got through, I thought, well, that was impressive. Yeah, he knew a lot of scripture, but I don't know what he was talking like. Yeah. It, it, there was never a You're point. About years ago, I hear people like that all the time. And, and I was listening, and, and you you told me, ah, there's Zach. 
He just piped in. I heard everything. You, I heard Welcome everything you were uh, saying about me. A few minutes everything. late, yeah, boy. Early bird. We're only twenty six minutes <laughs> into the podcast. You missed my dove bird story, but that's... actually, yeah, you. Everything you missed is, was no good anyway. So. I, well, I did so hear. Here's you, what, I, so here's I, what I think. What say say again? I said I did hear you talking about me though. Somebody said I was technically challenged. Was that you, Jace? <laughs> I said that. I heard all that. Uh, so, did, so is that not true? Well, we had a technical challenge this morning, so it's true. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I call it like I see it. There's no sugar coating. So here's what I think. The kitty podcast is down the street. And I'll interject this. It's called the duck call room. I'll interject this after, in lieu of reading Matthew 5, which we covered, salt and light, the Beatitudes, the salt and light, murder, fulfillment of the law, divorce, oaths, and then you get into chapter 6. Here's what occurred to me. If you, if you listen to what the Apostle Paul later on was saying, when Jesus was talking to these people, he's talking to people that's, who have been under a strict code law for 1,500 years. Now, you talk about churches, you know, and they come up with their old habits and they form these creeds. Just think about 1,500 years being under a code of law. Two little things stood out to me. When the Apostle Paul is talking and he gets to Galatians chapter 5, he's talking to the church at Galatia. He talked about the acts of the sinful nature. That's verse 19 in about 20. He gets to 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now you're talking to law keepers who've been under law over here when Jesus is talking <clears throat> for 1,500 years. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you take, you read the Beatitudes and then you read this right here, but there's one little statement at the end of that, he says, against such things, there is no law. The people Jesus was talking to, that was the problem. And you say, so what's he trying to tell them? <clears throat> what he's trying to tell them is, it's fake. And then you read Romans 13, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. He, it's interesting that in the Beatitudes, not one word about love. You would think, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, the kingdom that will be done. And uh, but chapter, it's more chapter five: lame. those who mourn, they are poor in spirit; they are they hunger and thirst for righteousness; they are merciful; they're loving. But it it goes without saying. You say you won't be that way if you're devoid of love for God and your neighbor. So when it gets to 13, the little caveat comes up again. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Well, that's the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. Right. You said that that's his point. But he's talking to law keepers thinking they're saved by, by a code, and you understand why they're sitting there saying, what what we missed? Jesus is saying, you missed it all. Yep. If you go down the road, if you stay on that road, he's showing them how it's supposed to be by watching him right. and how they should be. And he ends it up by saying, therefore, 
just like the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5, he says, love is the fulfillment of the law. So all these things you see in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount and all of these things about, look, you've heard it said, you've heard it said, they're, they're law keepers. Right. And that's the way they viewed it. He says, it's not deep enough. It's not from your heart. Right. You, 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 have, you, you have to have a change of heart in order to be like this and above it. And the thing that stands out, you must love your brother. That's what he's saying. Yeah. You know, well, say, call it meek, searching for rights into doing this. But he's really saying, learn how to love each other. And to this day, <laughs> that is the, that is the uh, most destructive force in all of humanity, the lack of love for God and their neighbor, which is why they're the greatest commands in the Bible. I just thought I'd interject that. No, I think and, you're. I think you're right, Dad. And, and to prove that point, I wasn't here when when Zach was hosting the podcast when y'all were talking about John the Baptist back in Matthew three. But you remember, John the Baptist is preaching this message of repent, the kingdom of heaven. People are being baptized. I mean, it's yep. an exciting time. And all of a sudden, these people that he's Jesus is addressing, they walk up mainly to see what's going on to see if they approve. That is what correct. John is doing. And he turns on them and says, you brood of vipers who warned you of the coming. So they're That's just my point. Just the fact of the way they live their lives would it irritated John the Baptist to the point that he just hammers them. Yeah. You know, when he first sees it and you would think as a preacher, you'd be like, well, do you not care about these people? Wouldn't you try to reach them? But he's like, no, you're false. You're hypocrites. The love of God and his mercy and his grace it's unknown to them. Right. It, it's keep the code, and they were claiming they were keeping it, but yeah. Jesus said, "Not one of you ever." Well, they can't. It. They they can't keep the code. That's the. I think that's the big. That's it. Dichotomy here is that you got one side, the law, which is basically based on what you can do. Yep. Well, you you mentioned that Galatians five passage. I always point this out because it's. I mean, I think it's it's important that it is called the fruit of the spirit. Correct. It's not our. It's not our fruit. Now we we submit to the Spirit, but we're not conjuring up these things in our life. And and I think anybody, if I for example, if I said, hey, I, you need to just not. You just need to be patient. Well, how in the heck do I conjure up patience? You need to have joy. You can't conjure these things up. These yeah. are works of the Spirit in us. He produces them. All we do is submit. Yeah, right. So the life by the law is a man produced. Uh, works and salvation or whatever it is, which is not going to happen, which leads to all the virtue signaling and the pharisaical, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then the other side is a submission to the Spirit. It's an admission that I can't do it, but Jesus did do it on the cross, and by the Spirit, He produces these things in me. And they didn't have the Spirit indwelling them when they were under law, which it begins to make sense. They needed some more help. And then yeah. they were getting. You see what it's I'm just saying? The whole now? point of Jesus coming. <clears throat> Let's take a break, Jace. You got something. So we talked about kind of being a weird sort of feeling like end of times, you know, with kind of what's going on in our culture. It's, it, it feels like there's a lot of collapse going on. When you say that, I mean, you kind of watch and see what's happening. No doubt. So, you know, one of the one of our sponsors that has been with us from pretty much the beginning. Uh, they started in 2012, is a company called Patriot Mobile. And so their claim to fame, so to speak, is that they're the only Christian conservative wireless provider. 
They offer broad nationwide coverage, uh, use all the same towers as the major carriers, but they don't carry along that left wing ideology that you find in most of the um, in most of the carriers uh, for mobile. So Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. Uh, they're 100 percent U.S. based customer support group. Uh, they're very helpful. They, they're going to like what you like. So if you want to check these guys out, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation uh, if you use the offer code Phil. And also they have special discounts for veterans, first responders. Uh, so obviously a great company. Check them out, PatriotMobile.com slash Phil. Well, well, to get back to my secret agent point, which is the exact opposite of what we think of secret agents, we think of this action adventure and these, you know, you're finding the crime and they make movies about this stuff. When you look at what these guys were doing, I, you know, I, I put down here trumpets, street corners and disfigured faces <laughs> because he he led each section Like in chapter six, he says, when you give to the needy, verse two, do not announce it with trumpets. You just think how much we do that. Like if you're doing a special calls or something, we got to Trump. This is what we're doing. Well, then he says in the next section, when you pray, don't go out on the street corner to be seen by men. Then he gets to the fast and he's like, don't disfigure your faces to show men that that you're fasting. It's all fake, fake, Well, but fake. it's done to please people or elicit sympathy. You know, you're like, oh, you poor thing. It's attention from other people. And it made me think about this verse in Galatians 1.10. That says, am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? I think that's a question a person, a disciple of Jesus, should ask himself. Which ties in with the fruit of the Spirit. Every day. He should ask that. Am I I trying to win the approval of people or of God? Just think if you applied that to a cell phone and to young people. Are you trying to win God's approval or people? I mean, would it change how you operate on the hmm. cell phone? That's a good point. Obviously, it would. Then he says, or am I, am I trying to please men? Now, there's a profound statement, this next one. If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. And to me, that's where I was going with what that. What verse was that? That's Galatians 1.10. But... That's where I was going with that secret agent. It's you're God's secret agent. He sees what's done in secret. A lot of times people may not even think you just came out of a closet praying or that you hadn't eaten in, you know, 30 hours. And because we can't help it. When we do something, we, we want to tell people, like, hey, yeah, we're fixed to do this or that. Because you got to ask yourself, am I, am I, God knows. He knows my heart. He knows what I'm doing. I think that's what he was trying to say right. in, in this. Right. But. It's a hard, It's an easy thing to hear. It's hard to put into practice. And you're right. People tend to brag. It's one of my favorite lines from a movie. It was from a movie called Broadcast News, and there was a there were journalists. It was kind of an inside look at like if you were looking behind the scenes at CBS or one of those. It was it was a really well done movie. But one of the reporters who just couldn't. He was really good at his job, but he just didn't have the camera presence. And he's talking to William Hurt, this broadcaster who. 
you know, didn't know anything about journalism, but he had the look. He had the twinkle in his eye when he looked at the camera. He, he had all the fake stuff that gets you on television news. And so this guy who's he's so jealous because he's like, oh, this guy, like he's just falling into being this main anchor and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. And so the the William Hurt character looks at uh, uh, the other guy and he says, what do you do when your life exceeds your dreams? Which think about that question. He's like, what, what, you know, my life is so good. Like, what do you do? And, and the guy said back to me, he said, keep it to yourself. <laughs> and I, <laughs> such a good line because it's like, we don't want to hear about how good you are. We know you've fallen into this position. You're, you're, you know, everybody's loving you. You and I know you don't know what you're doing. And so I think about that when I think about this text. It's like people that have an appearance, but really, Everybody knows. For sure, Jesus knew when he's talking to him. John the Baptist knew because he calls him out. And really, the other people knew too. But then at the same time, they're just like, well, I guess that's what we're supposed to be like. As a well, there, there's a lot of cult, there's like cultural pressure, I think, that comes. That, I think this is the, the equivalent to, to Matthew 6 in, in 2021 is, uh, is the virtue signaling. It's the same thing that these guys were doing. We're going to signal that we have all this virtuous life, but we really don't. And you see it on social media a lot. I'm glad Jace brought up what we do on our cell phone because we, when our avatars on social media are having these big debates and it's, it's, it's one continual, like it, it's just, it's, it's, it's pharisaical. It's look at me, how virtuous I am. And the, the, the word of the gospel, I think, that's why I think the gospel is so applicable today because more than ever, because the gospel puts you on your face before a holy God because it says you don't have anything to bring to the table. The gospel has a, has a way of, of, um, of crumbling our pride and putting us into a posture of humility. And I think in 2021, what would be very disruptive is if, if, we, if we did have that posture of humility. And what I think is interesting about Matthew 6 is right smack dab in the middle of all this uh, virtue signaling from the Pharisees, if you, you look at verse 14, this is, this is why it matters. Because he says, if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you also. But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive you of your transgressions. And it's funny to me that, that when we posture ourselves up, and as Phil said, we're faking it, it is interesting to me that that leads to an unforgiving heart of other people. Yeah. No doubt about it. Because we postured ourselves up as if we're something that we're not, and that's when we treat everybody else harshly, and we don't have a posture of forgiveness where if we were to humble ourselves and realize that only that's only accomplished through Christ, it puts me in a posture now where i got to forgive people because I'm looking at what I did and what I continue to do. They quickly, they quickly condemn yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the tenet, right, of a legalist is you don't have any room for forgiveness because you're tallying up the score that's of what it. people are doing wrong. Let's take our last break. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the it's the modern equivalent. The, the virtue signaling is the modern equivalent of the Pharisees and the cancel culture is the result of what happens when we live in a culture of virtue signalers, just like the Pharisees. They were condemning everybody. Well, same thing today. Everybody's condemned. What's the cancel culture? You'll have to read Phil's new book on that, Jace. Oh. Uncanceled. <laughs> Coming uncanceled. out February 8th. They're quick to yeah. pass judgment from people who might have sinned possibly 200 years ago. Well, everybody's sinned. So they dream it up and they say, for that sin, 
We will tear what left of your statue down, and we will hate you the rest of your life because of what you did here. There is no forgiveness, none. None. Just condemnation. The little boy that was on American Idol, uh, they found a picture of him when he was like 12 years old, um, and a guy in the picture with him had on a hood. That I, I, I don't know the whole story, but I think that it was about a... I mentioned this on the podcast before. It was a... Um, they were they were reenacting a movie called The Strangers, but somebody said that it, it, that that hood could look like a KKK costume. So they canceled. <laughs> they kicked him off American Idol because he was in a picture with a guy who had on something that could look like. And it's just like <laughs> you turn around. Every, I mean, you say something ten years ago and you, and you're done. Like well, it, guy it doesn't from, matter. Is that the guy from Jeopardy? So he was he was taking over Jeopardy for Alex Trebek, but they found a podcast he did about twelve years ago. And I, I hadn't even heard it. I don't know what he said, but he said something on the podcast that the, the group didn't like, and they canceled him. Like, now, not only does he not get to host Jeopardy, they fired him, and he doesn't even get, he was executive producer of Jeopardy for all these years. That's the mind yeah. of the Pharisees. That's it. Of when Jesus well, that's exactly that, right. His replacement, his replacement almost got canceled. The girl from, um, what was she on? Oh, yeah, uh, she was on uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, and and so There's she a had show some... named Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Are you kidding and me? You watched it? Oh, Says the man who cleaned doves in the Johnny's Pizza parking lot. <laughs> no, I've, I've been serious. There, yeah, there, there is a, a show re- called, really ba- and it was a huge hit, Jace. By the way, well, how did I miss that? <laughs> Jace, where have you, Jace. He hadn't heard of cancel culture. He hadn't heard of Big Bang Theory. Well, I'd heard cancel wow. culture. I just couldn't remember what the deal was. But I hadn't heard that there was a show called The Big Bang Theory. I mean, seemed like that would have came up. It was about a it bunch of... It was all about the bang and how... Well, it was a bunch of nerds. They were like nerd scientists. Oh, they was, figured out the bang. And, yeah, and they... Well, I guess so. I, I did didn't they answer how the chicken... I never watched the show. Did they answer how the chicken got here? That's all I want to know. I don't know if they ever did. So, uh, so Zach, I was curious. So, do you think this... We were talking about this idea about people being fake, and it just hit me. There's like the new shows I'm just seeing. You know, you watch a ball game or something, you see these new shows. So the current reality trend, I mean, one time we were a reality trend, but... Hey, we're coming back. We're coming back. That's right. I'll give you a report on that at another time. We're coming back with Treasure Hunt. So, like you, the show The Mass Singer... Which yeah. is popular. Yeah, you're talking about stuff I've never heard. And of. then you got another one now that the, you said Avatar a minute ago. So what made me think about it? So now you got another one coming out where their singers are singing, but it's avatars. They're like it's not real well, people. What's an avatar? Al? It's like a representation of you, but it's like an animated creature uh, or like something a like cartoon. That. Like like cartoon. So, but now that's real popular. Do you think that is linking into this societal thing about this? Cause everything's so fake. Cause every time I'm in a, I'm in a restaurant, I was in Pittsburgh last weekend, a couple weekends ago, I'm looking out the window of this restaurant I'm eating and I'm watching three teenage girls taking pictures of each other on the sidewalk. For wow, like, you can uh, see that on every street corner well, that's what I'm in saying. America. Right. It, but they were there doing were a, people taking pictures of me of those ducks. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there has a picture of me But that's because ducks. you're a curiosity. They were doing it because they were like try, the poses they were doing. I was watching them and I thought, what are they doing? And then I realized all these are going to go on Instagram or whatever, social media. And I just thought, it's all so... It seems so fake to me. So I mean, is that well, is that why pull, these things are popular? You think? 
because we're just kind of in a fake society now. Well, People yeah, wear masks. I think I don't think it. Well, just I happened. think I just think it's different way to. I mean, I think like the plastic surgery market has been. Yep. On the upswing the last 20, 30 years. I mean, it's the same concept because you look around and say, oh, I'm getting old. And they're like, well, if you pay somebody, <laughs> they can do some yanking and some tugging and you you won't look like that. Once you take Jesus out of the uh, out of the off the premises, once you reject Jesus and his teachings, you therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you're condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Yep. Well, right. That goes back to that Galatians 1 I read. There's your cancel If you were trying to please people only, you wouldn't be following Jesus. That There's the difference. I mean, that's why I brought yeah, that you can't. up. Uh, well, it I, it I think doesn't so- work that way. Yeah, the social media thing, uh, yeah, I think that's right. I think people are... I mean, we do live in a very fake culture um, to the point where now I think everybody even knows that it's fake. And then it becomes like a like the Matrix kind of or that movie Inception where there's like different layers to yep. like to the to it. And I think we everybody knows it's fake, but we still participate in it. Kind of like that story, the emperor's clothes, you know, the the the, the, the emperor uh, pretended like nobody or everybody's wearing clothes, but they weren't. Yep. And everybody knew that they weren't wearing clothes, but then they acted like they were because they wanted to. They didn't want to, you know, offend the, the the emperor, and then the whole this whole society basically emerges. I think that's kind of where we're at. But I also see like gaps in it. This is why I get excited because I always see gaps for the kingdom, and so I think that people are. I think we push so far with with this um, virtual world and the cancel culture and the virtue signaling that the weight now is so overwhelming that nobody can carry it which is great for us as, as kingdom people because we actually have a solution that you don't have to carry it. In fact, we're, we're saying, yeah, we're all fake. I'm fake. You're fake. Let's repent. Let's turn to the living God and let's cast all our burdens on him. So I think, the, I think we're actually primed for revival. Um, you know, I really do. I think that because I people agree. cannot carry the weight of what the society has put on them. But you have to focus on Jesus because you're not going to fix the world's problems through argumentation or it that's not going to happen i mean i think that's why basically when you read romans first three chapters it's real depressing but he did start off six times saying i got good news and i'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of god and then he basically showed you what happens when a culture deteriorates and loses their moral compass and doesn't give glory to god and and God is allowing it to happen, so us as humans will realize what, how bad a shape we're in. You read Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and the last thing you'll come up with is you must go to church. That You just wouldn't say it like that. Right. It's far deeper than that. Well, we're I mean, li- Your life, wherever you are, you are a worshiper of the Almighty, and your trust is in well, Jesus. Well, we're living son. in a culture where if you say go to the church of your choice or whatever, you your know, house of worship. That, that'll be fine. But if you like do a YouTube video and you read Romans chapter one, just read it. <laughs> that's going to be on there about five minutes and somebody's going to take that off. That's I, correct. I, 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 that's why I was asking what. Canceled. That's the bigger issue. They're right going to cancel is- the reading of that because they would say that that was 
mean and judgmental. Well, see, and I preached yesterday about the temptation of Jesus by the evil one, and I hadn't really thought about it before until I preached it this last time, but I don't think it was an accident that Satan took Jesus to the highest point of the temple and and, and read scripture to him and challenged him to throw himself down. The idea was is this is the most holy place. You know, if you're really the son of God, why don't you do this? And so I, I think that's a challenge to exactly what you're talking about, Dad, that people yep. think the appearance of being at a place is enough Wrong. W- when you haven't submitted to Christ. Oh, I agree, and it's kind of socially acceptable. But that's why I'm saying, but a lot of people, well, they read Romans 1, and they, it would get canceled. But if you get to, you're like, just let me get to chapter 3 and verse 20, and you're, it's all going to make sense. <laughs> hang on. Hang in there. Well, let me oh, get yeah. there. <laughs> We're gonna, It'll uh, work. I'll, Give it time. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of that uh, where uh, Romans 5, because we're talking about where sin is increased, particularly in, in the in the tech sphere, cancel culture, the uh, you know all that stuff with monitoring on YouTube, the censorship. But I, yeah. I, I'm always reminded that where where sin increases, Paul says grace increases all the more. Yeah. And it's interesting though that how that works. Like what we're doing here, we're using the same technology. Now, yeah, we get censored. Which, by the way, that's why you got to leave comments on our iTunes uh, on the iTunes app. Make sure that you guys are uh, liking us on Facebook and on Instagram and and YouTube. When you do that, it helps us in the algorithm. By the way, so if you want to believe in what we're doing here, then then that's how you that's how you help. But um, but we're helping. Like, we're, people are hearing the gospel. I had this preacher. A lady reached out to me probably six months ago, listened to the podcast, and she wanted to be baptized. And she was going to drive up here to be baptized because she lives like two hours away. But I felt like she needed to be engaged in a church. So I found a, a local church, call, called the pastor. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll study with her. And, and, and he, so he, he's, I never heard anything else about it. I gave, her, I gave her his cell phone. He texted me this week. Such a cool story and said that she, uh, uh, six months ago, that he connected with her, she was baptized. Her entire family started coming to the church. He said, they're all on fire for Jesus. And, uh, and said that like, the whole family's here, multi-generational difference here uh, because of what we're doing. And so I, I love that because like, he said, you guys are doing kingdom work. So she she's doing it. She's not, She sees the kingdom outside the building, but she's meeting with a body of believers and being disciples. So what God, what, what, what the devil may want to take and use for for his kingdom, God's redeeming that for his kingdom. Does that make sense? It's good. Yeah. I love it. All right, we're out of time. Zach, can you, are you going to hang with us and be here for the next podcast? Yep, I'll be here. All right, perfect. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.